I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Staying in business for 50 years is an achievement for any company. Staying in business for 50 years at the cutting edge of financial technology with trading solutions for the world's financial markets is even more of an achievement. And that's what IPC Systems has done. We speak to the firm's chief technology officer, Tim Carmody. But first, do you want to access the multi-billion dollar fintech opportunity in the Middle East or India? If the answer is yes, then join the Cedar IBSI Fintech Lab and fast-track your journey of market expansion with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network, and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills, and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to Tim Carmody, CTO at IPC Systems, as the firm celebrates its 50th anniversary in business this year. We've managed to stay relevant in the industry for 50 years by basically doing what we've been doing all along, which is really looking at how our technology can be used to be more, you know, provide a better op- optimized experience for the trader. And you know the, the initial you know in, innovation of creating a specialized phone system 50 years ago, you know is still very much in our DNA. You know, let's take technology and make it apply better for the traders. Let's make it more efficient, and let's continue to to you know move along and innovate. I'll add to that, and this is a subject that I know is dear to your heart. You're the chief technology officer of IPC. You recently wrote a thought leadership piece for the company's own website about the evolution of the CTO role. Were you just bigging yourself up? <laughs> no, I, I do. I, uh, in addition to that, I, I do firmly believe that the CTO role has, uh, has really you know, transformed in the, in the last uh, decade or so. And it's you know, very necessary for a CTO, chief technology officer, to be you know, a business leader as well. Uh, you know, technology is so uh, important to every part of any company, but particularly for a company like IPC that is a product-based company d- delivering technology solutions into the most demanding customers in the world and the most sophisticated customers. So, you know, uh, the CTO needs to have a, a seat at the board meeting and, and needs to help drive the uh, strategy and, you know, you know the, all of that for the company. Looking at what's changed in the sector that you work in, obviously, financial markets have got more complex. There are more of them, full stop. How much more complicated has this made what you need to do to service that market? It's an excellent point, and, and it you know, continues to change with, uh, you know, with, with all of the digital currency and, and all of that going on as well. You know, it, it definitely means that we have to have a very granular view of the industry and their requirements and cater solutions to different asset classes and, and to people that you know, trade across asset classes. And, you know, sometimes that means, uh, you know, putting out the best uh, high touch trading capability with our, you know, our turret and our dealer board uh, solution. Um, and sometimes it means doing electronic trading support and, and driving out ultra low latency solutions like we do with our Connexus Alpha product. So, you know, it's it's really ensuring that we provide the right technology for the right uh, use case across all the different asset classes as, you know, the market structure, you know, changes from day, it gets more and more complex. Our customers get more sophisticated and we have to meet them there. Well, are you not in danger of bumping up against what is actually physically possible? 
I'm specifically thinking, and you did mention low latency yourself, on that side of things, communications has got faster and faster and faster, but there must be a limit, surely. Well, I mean, there's certainly theoretical limits, and you can, you know, uh, debate whether Einstein's theory of relativity is going to hold ultimately or not. But, you know, the the industry continues to get uh, amazingly around some of those perceived limitations. And, you know, in the ultra latency space, you know, we used to talk in, you know, very small milliseconds. Now we're talking, you know, nanoseconds and and uh, and smaller. And, you know, the computing power is also, you know, continues to get, uh, you know, stronger and faster all the time. You, know, you can look at, you know, the possible advent of quantum computing is as something that's on the horizon or in some cases uh, being used in some labs. Uh, but even even just the you know the whole evolution with AI and the graphics processing units and the you know, all the Nvidia story, you know people are using those GPUs now in completely different ways than they would have expected to drive the AI that can drive that ultra latency decision making a lot faster as well. So you know the industry is definitely able to figure out ways to continue to improve, and IPC is you know part of that and, and helping drive some of that technology shift. If somebody's got a faster communications device than I've got, and I'm being very simplistic in how I'm describing this, I know, but if somebody's got a faster communications device, that means they can get their buy orders and their sell orders in and out faster than I can get mine in and out. So you've got a captive audience, providing you can keep ahead of the technology yourselves in delivering what you need to deliver to the traders. Yeah, it's 100% the right way to look at it. It's it's always about faster, not about fast, right? It, it's you know anybody that's got a, a faster capability will be able to uh, you know to get the scoop as a as a journalist might call it on a trade or a position in the market. And IPC really needs to help drive you know faster and faster communications across a wide set of requirements. You know, that's high touch trading or or you know algorithmic electronic trading. It's you know across a, the whole gamut. What we haven't discussed yet is the cloud, but there's more than one cloud. IPC itself offers multi-cloud solutions. What's the benefit of multi-cloud? Yeah, so you know, cloud technology is a phenomenal technology, and you know, definitely is uh, not, not the future; it's the present and the future. Um, but you do really have to apply it in the right way. Uh, you know, similar to any other technology, but. But certain uh, use cases, certain workflows belong on the public cloud and belong with the ability to have that elastic computing and, and be able to, to scale up and down as you need to. But they're not great for, uh, you know, mission critical, you know, very fast paced trading type applications necessarily. So having a hybrid cloud solution or a multi-cloud solution means you can get the best of both worlds. You can still support you know, private cloud with dedicated, um, you know, specialized resourcing for certain computing requirements, sharing with uh, public cloud for archiving and AI and, you know, data lake type uh, requirements, and even support still on-premise, you know, uh, areas where you need to, either as a technology shift or for data sovereignty. And that's the other part of it is that there is a lot of, you know, sensitive requirements, a lot of data sovereignty, a lot of you know intellectual property that has to be maintained. So having a cloud strategy that uh, embraces that is also part of it. So multi-cloud, I think, is here to stay for, for the long time. And one of the things that I would rely on your company on 
very much is to ensure that what you're doing for me and what I'm doing through you, through your systems, is compliant. Yes, very much so. That, that, you know, obviously, uh, compliance is, is a big part of, of how we look at things. Obviously, there's been a lot of fines in the industry for noncompliance, and, uh, and it, it's something that gets more and more challenging as you get more and more complex market structures and, and more you know, cross-asset class and, and all of that. So driving compliance and making sure that we're providing it for our customers and giving them all the, the transparency they need is a big part of the way we look at everything we do. Um, and that, that's one of the points. As, as a 50-year-old company and a global organization, you know, we are a stable uh, ship in the industry to bring things to market that can you know, still be cutting edge, but still have you know, that kind of you know, uh, badge of making sure they're compliant and making sure they're stable. Would you describe yourself, therefore, as the Rolls-Royce of the trading systems business? I don't think uh, I would necessarily describe us as the Rolls-Royce because I think that's a little bit too elite and premium. I, I think of us more as a Lexus or uh, an Infinity, basically a better version of a mass market brand that's still you know, ubiquitous, you know, very well supported and uh, you know, able for people to afford. Well, that's the thing. It is a mass market situation. I touched on this earlier. But you need to be present in markets all around the world for your systems to work for people. You need to be able to keep on top with the compliance situation with all the markets around the world that are going to have different compliance requirements that your systems have got to meet. And you've got to keep those systems evergreen for people to want to keep using them. Very much so. And that's that's one of the unique capabilities of IPC as well is our global presence and our you know network that has 7,000 uh, on net locations that are all finance industry locations. You know, we are in pretty much every country in the world and supporting that, but we also have local presence and local knowledge of you know the compliance requirements um, and and some of the other you know fundamental differences between between those and and that is definitely something that you need um, any company that supports the financial industry, but particularly a technology one to be good at, and it's something that um, you know gets overlooked by some of the new entrants who you know just uh, you know, try to go out to the market very quickly. They don't have a an awareness of you know some of the homologation problems you have in some of these other countries, and IPC has been doing this a long time, so we get it. What happens next? You've mentioned in past answers quantum computing that's coming down the road, that's already in some instances being employed. You mentioned the expansion. Well, we've mentioned the expansion of the marketplaces and the new asset classes that are coming. How is this going to change what you do? What comes in the next 50 years? That may be slightly too long a timeline, I appreciate. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, obviously none none of us can predict exactly what comes in the next 50 years. Maybe Elon Musk can, I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But but it's certainly going to be continued uh, efficiency, continue uh, innovation to keep that faster, you know, happening. Right and, and keeping that 
uh, edge in the market while still staying compliant. I mean, from my point of view, it's really the confluence of all these technologies that we've kind of touched on a little bit, right? You know, you, you, you can look at, you know, AI and machine learning and, and uh, generative AI. You can look at cloud computing. You can look at, you know, the, the massive expansion in computing capabilities with GPUs and potentially quantum computing. All of those things together are really how the industry will continue to drive, you know, these more and more complex, uh, you know, requirements. And and as the market structure changes, all of these things are going to come to play. Uh, I firmly believe that there will be a human trader, you know, always, you know, in the mix somewhere. And from our point of view, it's about making those traders most efficient, making sure they have all the right uh, tools, all the right access to data. And making sure it's fully compliant and auditable and, and all of that at the same time, regardless of how they're trading and regardless of what asset class they're in. So I don't think any of those fundamentals change in the next 50 years. Obviously, the technology is going to keep moving really fast. You say there's always going to be a human in the mix. We're not going to leave it to the algorithms just to duke it out amongst themselves. I'm hopeful, and I don't think that we'll ever get to a point where you know, Skynet is making all of our trading decisions. And, you know, if you go back and look at some of the algorithmic trading that happened early on, you know, in the equity space, you know, we have flash crashes and, and, you know, all of that, you know, uh, you know, as a, as a historical, uh, you know, narrative now, you know, there are problems with, you know, just doing, you know, generative AI and, and making all decisions. You need a human involved, at least in terms of setting the policy and, making sure everything is compliant. Tim Carmody, Chief Technology Officer of IPC System. 